Hello and welcome into episode 28 of the Stomp the Bus Show. I'm your host, Mark Harris, and uh, I got some interesting kind of conference realignment news I wanted to kind of talk over on this episode. Uh, should be a quick episode. Colton won't be with us today uh, doing some busy adulting stuff. So let's just get right to it. Uh, so I'll start with a tweet from college football reporter Brett McMurphy on Tuesday night. And there's a lot in it. It reads, Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyotkov is visiting SMU Wednesday, sources told Action Network, where he works. Uh, San Diego State and SMU are top Pac-12 expansion candidates. Pac-12 needs more members and more inventory for new media rights deal, which is expected to heavily rely on digital streaming services. That's a lot in there. Um, there's a little bit about the TV deal coming up, a little bit about conference, uh, realignment, conference expansion. Um, wow. So it looks like SMU, San Diego State, uh, way closer to being Pac-12 schools than they ever have been before. Um, we've talked a lot about San Diego State. Um, makes sense. It totally makes sense. Uh, just with their location, obviously, their recent success in men's basketball and football, stadium upgrade. They really have a lot of stuff that a Pac-12 needs with a Southern California void. So they don't fill that void, but they do address it. They fill like 25% of it or 50, no, not 50, 25% of it. Uh, they fill some of it and you can recruit to Southern California now. It is San Diego State. You're not adding some small market. They do bring TV households, which is important in all this, apparently. So that's good, I guess. Uh, and it's again, it's 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 you're not a conference that relies on so many football players from LA not being in LA or not being in you're you're, you're not in LA, but not being in Southern California at all. So San Diego State fills a void there. Obvious fit makes sense. Um, they needed to add, I think, and well, not I think, I know because uh, there's an article I want to kind of touch on that kind of kind of explains why we're hearing about this now before a TV deal has been done. And so SMU, obviously, totally different candidate, it has not been brought up quite as much. Southern Methodist University in Dallas and from the outside, they don't look like a fit in the Pac-12 at all. Uh, I think they do have some added benefits to the league and to ASU specifically. So uh, I do want to touch on that. But before we go into that, I want to get into why um, all this stuff is coming out now. And McMurphy reports, <laughs> Pac-12 needs more members and more inventory for new media rights deal. And Dennis Dodd, on an article on CBS Sports that was uh, sent out on Tuesday night, he expands on that, saying Pac-12 expansion with San Diego State SMU may be necessary before League Inc.'s new media rights deal. And he reports the Pac-12 may need to commit to conference expansion first before achieving its compensation target in a new media rights deal. Sources with knowledge of the situation tell CBS Sports. In an effort to return to 12 members following the departures of the L.A. schools, 
Pactold has focused its efforts on evaluating San Diego State and SMU. Lyavkov is visiting San Diego State, or I'm sorry, at, at SMU uh, today, Wednesday, February 8th. Um, apparently he's going to the basketball game there, so that should be interesting. But first of all, obviously this is incredible news for San Diego State and SMU because it's reporting that, hey, like, you're really being considered, like, it, it, it appears like we're reaching the final steps for this. But for the Pac-12 as a whole, the rest of the teams – this the, the the fact that you have to add these teams in first um, before getting the media rights deal done, because the goal was to have the media rights deal done, then add the teams. But now that's getting flipped. Uh, it feels like the Pac-12 is really op- operating uh, in a position of weakness and not in a position of strength at all, because I imagine they would rather just get the deal done and then kind of be like, oh, you want to join the Pac-12? OK, well, here we can add you uh, when we see fit. Now it's like, nope, you got to add two teams right away. And another reason this is kind of concerning to me, um, maybe not necessarily adding those schools, but the fact that it's going down in this way. So if you're an SMU fan, San Diego State fan, and you happen to listen to this, I don't have anything against your schools personally. It's more that of the way that this is apparently um, reportedly being negotiated and the schools have to be added first before the PAC 12 and Dodd expands on this in his article saying quote conferences that find themselves in this position or in this situation, typically negotiate a new rights deal prior to completing a separate deal for expansion. That order establishes value for existing conference members prior to adding new members. So basically it means usually conferences get the, TV deal done first, media deal done first. So everyone knows, okay, you're getting this much. And then they can use use that when adding new teams. Uh, I do imagine that uh, that SMU and San Diego State would probably have reduced shares. Uh, I don't think that's been reported yet, but it just makes sense considering they are currently group of five programs right now as we speak in early February. So I don't think that it's going to come in and um, they're going to be super drains on the rest of the schools, uh, at least not initially. It could be later on, but um, it looks like in order for the PAC 12 to get, uh, which is what Dodd's reporting, the um, desired compensation of approximately 30 million to 35 million per program. uh, Dodd reports, quote, it appears to be, urgent for the conference to expand as a condition of completing a deal in the monetary range it seeks. So again, not operating from position of strength. However, maybe this all gets done another big, and we forget about it. It's just a footnote and how this all went down. But another thing is that Dodd reports, um, The Pac-12's next media rights deal will be heavily reliant on a digital streaming partner. Significantly more than half of each season's Pac-12 football games will be primarily available via streaming as part of the conference's next rights deal, sources tell CBS Sports. So, again, that doesn't sound like position of strength either. If I'm George Klavikov, there's no way I went into this being like, you know what, we want 75% of our games to be on streaming. Um, even though streaming is 
a growing medium, a growing platform, um, there's no way in the first year of it, at least, they would want want it to be uh, that big of a gap between uh, it's looking like it's going to be ESPN and the rest being on streaming. But who knows how this plays out? This could all be, you know, who we don't know who's leaking this to Dennis Dodd. Um, and so this could all be a negotiating part of it. But it will be interesting to see when the official deal comes out, what the what the uh, the the share of each one is uh, splitting the Pac-12 games across the season. So maybe it'll be like 60-40 or something, and maybe that's not too bad because all the big games will be on TV and it won't uh, it, it won't feel like you can't see the games, which was obviously the number one problem with the Pac-12 network and part of the reason we are where we are today. So, <coughs> excuse me. So we'll see how that plays out because that will be very interesting. Um, but if it if it if they get more money because of it, then I then maybe that makes it easier. You know, obviously as a fan, you don't get any of that money, but uh, just the money kind of means security, I guess. Or yeah. So and ultimately, that's why all these decisions are being made in the first place is because of money. So they're probably just going to go with the deal that gives them the most money, but. Uh, having it be that much on streaming, um, it seems a little bit not ideal for me, but maybe it won't matter. You know, maybe some of the hand-wringing about it uh, will fade over time as streaming becomes more and more popular. And look, the NHL is on streaming, MLS is on streaming. Um, you have a lot of college basketball games on streaming. It's not, excuse me, it's not... Uh, completely foreign anymore. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, it seems like a lot of the reason they're adding two more schools is because of inventory. Um, so that, I mean, that makes sense. And at, according to the CBS article from Dennis Dodd, adding the programs will increase the annual PAC 12 game inventory 20% from 75 games to 90 her football season. So that does matter. Um, and that could be the final thing that gets, gets the PAC 12 across the finish line to this. So we'll, and ultimately we'll see how the TV deal goes time to get into how this affects how these two will fit in on, on the, on the field and just competitively San Diego state. I'm not gonna, really going to spend too much time on them. Cause it just kind of, it makes sense, you know, uh, they have they've been good enough in football recently, not last year, but recently in recent years, they've been quality football program, putting guys in the NFL. Basketball, huh. they could come in and they might be the second best basketball program in the conference. So, hmm. excuse me, and some coffee come up, but from a, you know, anyway, competitively, they fit in location. They make perfect sense. Uh they have a new stadium. They don't have the old Charger Stadium anymore. Big deal. Facilities are good enough. Um, and frankly, the Pac-12 needs San Diego State. Like they need to have someone in Southern California because uh, the Big 12 might scoop them up. So San Diego State, I, I just don't really think there's that much to talk about it. They just seem like such an obvious fit. SMU does not uh, at first. They are a relatively 
small uh, private Christian school in Dallas, Texas. Uh, does that scream Pac-12 member? No, it does not to me. Uh, clearly, this is the Pac-12 going into Texas because they want to get the Dallas market. Um, and I know, that, again, I know that, that SMU doesn't have some giant fan base, but um, just getting into the market clearly matters. Look at Rutgers, you know. So clearly just getting into the Dallas market matters for the Pac-12. Uh, getting into the central time zone matters. And so all of these combos could be maybe what helps them make more money in the TV deal. Who knows? Uh, SMU competitively, their football hasn't been, they've kind of been what ASU has been in the American athletic conference where you're going seven and five, eight and four, maybe you go nine and three one year. It's kind of, you're good, but you're not taking any huge steps uh, one way or another for the most part. So um that's not great. Nebraska balls, meh, I don't, whatever. But the added X factor for SMU, uh, aside from its location in Dallas, money. Yeah, that's my th- that's my Mr. Krabs impression. Money, money. Yeah, uh, they have money coming everywhere. They have a collective that pays players thirty six thousand dollars per year. Per year, yeah, the Boulevard Collective, this is from Sports Business Journal uh, in August. Boulevard Collective is set to play players on the SMU football and basketball teams, $36,000 a year, a total payout of $3.5 million annually for NAL activity. Yeah, so they have $3.5 million coming in every year, not just a one-time donation, coming in every year for specifically for NIL. So that's going to help a team like SMU um, potentially bridge the gap from group of five to power five quicker than it would for other teams. Uh, Utah, it took them a while uh, when they first came into the Pac-12. So that is a huge X factor for them. That means they can compete in facilities. They can compete in recruiting, compete in the transfer portal. Like they have money to uh, sway kids and, coming into a power five conference. That's, that's the, that's in my opinion, the added thing that got them in. So um, in terms of how it affects ASU, I think both of these are fantastic for ASU, quite frankly. Um, I'll start with SMU first, because I think SDSU kind of, it's fairly obvious, like just having a presence in Southern California as the league is so important for every team. Um, It's, it's important for ASU as well, but it's, it might be more important for, Oregon State and Washington State, actually, than it is ASU. And just because they recruit Southern California, too, and they can say, hey, we're playing at SDSU every other year, and so you can stay in the Pac-12 and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, But ASU, that same argument applies for ASU about SDSU. Um, Sure, it's another recruiting enemy, I guess, but I think with ASU – their recruiting is so much more about what's going on at ASU and having a coach that's into it and prioritizes recruiting like Dillingham does um, than it is about like outside factors. So I'm not worried about that from a like recruiting competition sense. I'm more happy about it in a keeping more Southern California kids in the league and in the region sense. Excuse me. 
how SMU affects ASU. SMU adding into the league affects ASU. Uh, the big thing with that is ASU was one of the closer teams to Dallas, right? So you can just get on a quick flight, you know, Phoenix to Dallas. That's what, like two hours, if that, maybe a little less. That That is a huge boon for ASU because then you can go into Dallas where ASU is already having a lot of sex, <laughs> success recruiting. Um, and you can say, hey, you know, we play SMU every other year. And so it, let's say you live in Fort Worth. Uh, you can come to the game. You can see your son play, you know, twice in his college career, just, and you won't even have to leave the Metroplex, you know? So that's big. Every Pac-12 program can say that to SMU, but not many can say, Hey, we're actually not that far away either. You know, Washington can't come into Dallas and say, Oh, we're not that far away. No, you are far away. You you'll still play down there sometimes, but you're still far away. Oregon, same way. Bay Area schools, same way. Um, Obviously, Washington State, Oregon State, same way. Uh, Arizona State, and and I I also think Colorado. I think Colorado benefits the most of SMU coming in because they are the closest to Texas, most reliant on Texas recruiting. But I think ASU second, just because it's a little closer than Utah. Um, Utah might be Utah might be third, and maybe just just because the airports, like they just have quicker airports to get to, but then we're really getting into the minutia of it. But really, I think all the four corner schools benefit from tech from SMU being in the league, just because it opens up the Texas recruiting a little bit more, not a lot, a little bit more. Um, So I think ASU benefits probably the second most out of any of those schools, just because Phoenix is just such an easy flight from Dallas. Um, relatively, you know, not far. Well, it's a far drive, but it's a doable drive. Um, Colorado would benefit the most, I imagine. But um, ultimately, I think, I think just from an on the field, like football perspective, let's just forget about money and how much the payout is going to be per school and are San Diego state and SMU getting reduced shares just in terms of them, just in terms of like the competition on the football field, I think, SDSU makes a lot of sense already and SMU does SMU doesn't quite make as much sense at first glance, but when you factor in all the money they can pump into that program and how much more money they will get now, now that they're playing in a power five league too, you have to think about that as well for SMU. If you're an SMU booster donor who has literally millions of money Millions of money, millions of dollars. I can't believe I just said that. Millions of dollars to burn on SMU athletics. Are you going to burn that money when they're in the American Athletic Conference and they're playing Memphis and Tulane and Tulsa? Are you going to burn it when they're having Washington come to town, Utah, even Oregon State, like even Arizona, even Cal? You know, that's a bigger deal than having the American athletic conference teams come in. And so that'll probably make it even easier for SMU to get all this money. And I think they also had a huge stadium renovation uh, announced um, this past summer. And, you know, guess what? Preparing to become a power five. They were trying to 
put themselves out there. So the money that SMU has, that is the ultimate X factor in this. And it's going to be weird if <laughs> I won't lie. Like it's just, it's going to be weird to have a PAC 12 with SMU in it. Um, doesn't make sense on a lot of fronts, but I do think the one, another thing they have to offer is it's a fairly good academic school as well. And remember the people making these decisions, signing off on what George Klyovkov has to do is the PAC 12 presidents, you know, and they want to be associated specifically the PAC 12 ones. They want to be associated with high academic schools and SMU is that, uh, I think they're an R1 research school. They have, I think they're AAU, you know, all these terms that universities rank themselves by and stuff uh, and such. So that's a factor of it too, is these university presidents wanting a school like SMU in their group as well. So that's a factor in it. Um, uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, it, it'll be it's crazy to see how this is playing out. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe this all falls through and ASU ends up in the Big 12. But it's looking like um, SDSU and SMU are going to come into the conference. And I think from an on-the-field football perspective, that's not the worst thing in the world for ASU because it opens up more recruiting in Texas. And I think ASU is more well positioned to take advantage of that really just based off its geography uh, than most of the other schools in the conference. Um, I still think Oregon would benefit a benefit from it too, just because of their brand and recruiting machine. But I think it would help ASU, especially, um, especially if they keep establishing that, uh, you know, Dallas, Texas, pipeline that they've started with Brian Carrington and Rashad samples, you know, and those guys aren't going to be at ASU forever. So that has to be factored into it. But I think that, you know, Todd Graham, a lot of those guys were from Texas. I think it's a good place to recruit from for ASU, uh, especially along the lines of scrimmage. Let's be real, you know, Pac-12 West coast, there's just less huge guys that can play defensive line as well you know so it you know getting smu doesn't like open the floodgates of all the all all these texas five stars are all going to go to the pac-12 i'm not saying that but on the margins it should it might help asu land a kid that's thinking hmm you know i got oklahoma state offering me asu uh louisville and you know purdue or whatever this is a hypothetical thing but like maybe they would just other years they just go to Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to stay in Texas. Maybe I can't get into Texas or Oklahoma or whatever, but I still want to be in this area. Well, it's like, oh, okay. Well, now if you go to ASU, sure, like you won't be in Texas year round, but you will still play a Texas team, and so every other year you'll play in Texas, and that can, you know, on the margins that can make a difference. So if you know the addition of those two schools means that ASU gets paid significantly less than it otherwise would have, then yeah, it's bad, but that all has to be shaken out. So I'm definitely intrigued by it. 
intrigued by it, but also just at the same time, a little concerned that like, I think that SMU can, I think that SMU and SDSU have the ability to become solid power five teams, but the fact that you have to add them is not a great sign from the PAC 12 set. So a lot of mixed emotions. It's very weird. It's, it's very, it's just so it's It's going to be so weird in the PAC 12 without the LA schools. Uh, you know, they still feel like they're PAC 12 schools. They have the, you know, the vibes of a PAC 12 school, much more than the big 10 school, but you know, money talks and, as we're seeing money is the main reason SDSU is coming in because it's the money they have in terms of their donations and the money they bring from being in Dallas in terms of uh, media rights negotiations. So yeah, just kind of some stuff I saw. Um, Just once that was reported, it just, it it feels like uh, these negotiations are starting to get a little real and you know, this, this affects ASU. This is the, TV deal they will be under for years to come. Um, I should say media deal, media deal they would be under for years to come. And that's the previous media deal is part of the reason the conference is where it is right now. So uh, maybe this is the first step in ASU leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12 because the media deal isn't good enough and it makes more sense to go to the Big 12. Who knows? Probably not going to happen. I'd say it's 90% chance, you know, they're just on SDSU and SMU come in and it's kind of a, an odd grouping of schools, but that's where we are. And yeah. So thanks for listening in and go devils.